That's that's true. Modern Steven Seagal is an ambush predator. Yeah, no, no, he's sneak attack. I feel like he's gonna, you know, like put quaaludes in my mayonnaise. <laughs> there are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Supai does. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Tony Yas Queen. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? It's Monster Mash. We are watching Ooh. monster movies, baby. It's spooky season. It's Why the, the fuck wouldn't bash. we? Um, so last week, I brought Split Second, a, a gem that our newest Patreon, Miss Ashley, has suggested to us. It, we've work. seen before, but I had to fucking bring it back. It's Rutger Hauer, and Dave is a piece of shit who wouldn't watch it again. But What's this week, <laughs> just slipping that in there. <laughs> Jay, what are you bringing for us? I went with something a little bit more modern. I... Brought us all the way up to 2020 with one of just shitty cinema's favorite directors, Paul W.S. Anderson, Monster Hunter. Ooh. It's based off a video game. You know that it's going to be. It's, yeah, Paul W.S. Anderson, Mia Jovovich, and a video game property. What more do you need? <laughs> what do you want? All right, Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Um, you've gone out for a lovely stroll in the dunes. You know, just stretching your legs, get some sunshine. Why am I doing that? I'm so silly. Yeah, that's actually what you're thinking to yourself now because you are hopelessly lost. That's uh, right. There is yeah. A, yeah, there's a terrifying sandstorm bearing down on you. Um, weirdly, you're not in Mad Max, but it looks like Mad Max. It looks like somebody maybe watched Mad Max a little too recently, and it's kind of bleeding through here. Anyway. You've got about 10 seconds before that storm hits you and you're transported to a magical fantasy land full of giant monsters, which, well, you're you. You're going to get eaten in about 30 yeah, seconds. Definitely. In. You're not, not going to be a monster hunter. No, absolutely not. So in the 10 seconds before that hell happens, sell us on this movie. What if we had two universes that met and fought with ultra-advanced te ancient technology, including dragons, sand pirates, cat people, and it was all covered up by a government conspiracy? Never mind. How about a girl and a guy don't talk and kill big monsters? Ten seconds. Maybe a hair over, but I'll give it to you. I don't get on the internet. Is this the new Pizzagate? <laughs> yes, I have a Pizzagate. Let me log into it. Facebook and check all my uncles. Maybe they'll tell me. Casey, while I'm about to wander into this awful sandstorm in the desert, I happen to look over and see someone <laughs> in a sand buggy just flooring it, standing <laughs> out of the top, driving into it like a madness, and I notice that it's you. So in the 10 seconds before your buggy flies into this sand world, sell us on this movie. A hardworking boss babe takes a desert vacation with a cool Thai spider guru guy who teaches her group therapy and asks her dragon of a boss for a raise. Eight seconds. You know, yes. Case, I'm I'm glad Tony that yes, we have a return please. to form this week. I was a little, yeah. I was a little worried last week. <laughs> 
Same, although what? I was still hoping that your elevator pitch was going to be you continuing to hum hockey hype music. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was singing Sandstorm because I'm in a sandstorm. Every time the storm started rolling through, I heard Sandstorm in my head, and I won't fucking apologize. And number two, I definitely see Mila Jovovich as like this burning man new age crystal bitch like oh yeah oh, okay 100%. i'm on a raw spider diet and i'm meeting my fucking no desert guru <laughs> to get the juices of the spiders if we're gonna make sense of monster hunter we're gonna need to go over the movie that shitty cinema watched is it just me or just starting your film out with a piratey ron perlman piloting a galleon over perilous sands just do it for the both of you as well is that, no? is that yeah just me? no so, I was, it didn't do it for me and ron i was perlman, really upset sand pirate. what he wasn't playing the cat character too because <laughs> missed opportunity don't jump too far ahead case why this movie did fuck you <laughs> tony yaz on ron perlman's ship and he gets thrown when they're attacked by dinosaur-sized sand swimming satan lizards aptly named diablos yeah that was good Meanwhile, Mila Jovovich is an army ranger doing American military things in the Middle East. <coughs> Imperialism. Until her alpha team gets sucked into a storm that transports them to a different desert. So it's like... Sounds like a beta team to me. <laughs> I I know you looked it up and somewhere it said that that was set in Afghanistan. We literally never see anyone outside of the military. Prove to me that wasn't a training facility in Nevada. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I'm like, uh, that really could have just been, like, ten miles out of Vegas, for all we know. Fair. Fair. So the Alpha team, with Mila Jovovich, finds the Bravo team that had gone missing. It's the Bravo team, Casey, not the Beta team. And by find them, I mean that they found their charred corpses, and sand, the sand that they had been on had been turned to fucking glass. Which I'm pretty sure is not how sand to glass works, but I couldn't be bothered to look it up just for the sake yeah, of Isn't this. it lightning? Well, I don't know. Yeah, Wait, lightning. You know what? No, no. Fuck that. Do not justify this movie with this. Somehow, charred corpses isn't warning enough for them, although I suppose sitting around dying is kind of a shitty option, so, you know. <laughs> so, first, the Alpha team loses a few of their well-fleshed-out expendable characters uh, <laughs> to the Diablo. Diablos? Diablos. Then a giant alien spider horror series of events that only plot armor can protect a character from bursts out and attacks everyone. The last of the alpha team, Mila Jovovich, is captured first by Tony Ya. She escapes. They fight. They become best friends. They plant the plot to kill the Diablos to go home. Or more specifically, they want to kill him so that they can wander into a storm that has been raging fucking since forever on the chance that it will teleport them back and not char them to a crisp. Yeah, they also can't speak to each other. We don't really have time to bring that up, but, like, all of this is planned with no shared language. None. Uh, no, 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 Tony Ya can perfectly parrot back any English word to her after only hearing it once. That's true. And I was just like, yeah, no, that's not how language works. Chocolate? Tony Ya's just doing the louder but in English <laughs> thing just to mock her. This is what you sound like, stupid. <laughs> Chocolate? Yeah. Give me more purse snacks. Probably the best scenes are them planning and executing the Diablos hunt, making a special spider venom arrow. Mia baits the Diablos out of the sand, giving Tony time to shoot it in the goddamn eye with his special spider arrow. Oh, fucking. Yeah, yeah that's a terrible series of words for me. Eyeballs, special spiders, spider arrows. Arrow. I know. This is just designed to trigger every phobia I've got, man. 
Yeah, this really is geared right at you, Dave. I feel like Paul W.S. Anderson thought about you personally and wanted to harm you. I don't. I've, I love your movies so much. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> After that, they find an oasis and only survive a stampede of dinosaurs thanks to Ron Perlman's timely arrival, which, you know, is uh, I, really that's always true. Yeah. He's not always there when you call, but he's always on time. <laughs> That would have been such a great musical fucking piece for that scene. Just have him slow-mo, like, <laughs> not always there when you call. Now I want to redo that scene and dub that over. <laughs> I, like, the world is lucky that I'm technologically stupid because I would just be shitting out incredible work all the time. A bunch more shenanigans ensue up until they team up to go to the Dark Lightning Tower because some ancient story says they're supposed to. I don't know. We're a ways in and the movie realized it doesn't have any more plot. Yeah, honestly, it would have been better without it. Like, cool. It's a mystery. Like, I don't know. They're just in this hellscape and maybe they died in the storm and this is their purgatory. But I was so confused about why is there a building here? Who lives there? What Monster Hunter chooses to explain is well beyond my ken, Casey. So, anyway, next we get the lamest supercut of Lord of the Rings, which is basically just the walking bits as the Monster Hunters head up the mountain to the tower. It is it is a montage of them walking through different, um, like, different climate styles. I, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Anyway. Yeah, but they did it in five minutes where Lord of the Rings took 12 hours. Yeah, so it took three movies. So, that's fair. That's fair. Once they get to the top, they confront the Guardian, which is a fucking fire-breathing wyvern. And he is bad as fuck. During the fight against the Guardian, Mia jumps back through a portal to Earth, and the whole fucking party follows. <laughs> Determined, she deals a near-fatal blow to the wyvern so that Tony Yaa can get the assist. When Ron Perlman shows up to celebrate, the party gets turned up to 11, and a big black dragon shows up. Which is precisely when the movie decides to just end. Fuck you, pay us for a sequel. So we're trying to cram in a sequel to a movie that basically did nothing until the last 20 minutes of the... It did something in the first 20 minutes. It did something in the last 20 minutes. And right in the middle. There's one, the Diablos fight, right in the center, which is really more or less the end of the movie. Eh. Yeah, like, I, I, I would say... I, first off, throughout the first 10 minutes um, of them like getting teleported to this strange new world because it's weird. And I don't know why we have that as a premise for the film. Um, but like that whole chunk of them getting attacked by the Diablos all the way through Tony Yaw meeting her and teaching her how to use the weapons. And then them going out and hunting the Diablos in a movie called Monster Hunter was a pretty good premise. Yeah. 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 It made decent sense and i again I, i'm with you dave i have no idea why we had to have the transportation scene like just make her a trainee monster hunter like learning right. to be a monster hunter that's fine we don't need her to be american turns out they can just be characters right i am not a fan um i, I i've never played any of the monster hunter games i'm only loosely familiar with them but i looked it up just for comparison's sake and there's there's no magical girl teleportation. It's just a fantasy world where these monsters exist and people hunt them. So, you know, I would have preferred we do that. That would have been right. that would have been a lot more fun, I think. Yeah, no, that Mila Jovovich could have been from there. Right. That would have been fine. Just right. Be hot and kill things. 
And what's shitty about that case is that the beginning of the film would be badass. Imagine Mila Jovovich and Tony Yaw and Ron Perlman on their fucking sand cruising, you know, pirate ship being accosted by monsters and her, you know, getting in some kind of rough situation having to learn to fight through that. That sounds so much better than what we watched. <laughs> Ron Perlman being the, like, Captain Harlock of yeah. this monster sandy world. Yeah, right. whatever. I'm, I'll do it. I of all the things they crammed in this movie, I wish they would have crammed more Ron Perlman. Yes. Like, what the fuck was he only there for a week? Not only is there so little Ron Perlman, but he hardly actually is in any of the action scenes, which sucks because Ron Perlman is a really solid action star for the kind of action that he generally does. Also, I could not hear a word he was saying over that awful fucking wig. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not stop staring. I was hooked and I couldn't stop staring. Oh, Ronald. But right, how much cooler would it would have been if you would have had more Ron Perlman, him actually being able to kill some monsters and having that be the central plot instead of this weird American government conspiracy thing that they cram in at some point? Because they mention at the end that the government knows about some weird shit going on and that they weren't clued in to her being a survivor and, and they even imply maybe that they're going to kill her for being the only survivor for knowing but then all of that gets cut off i guess if they're going to have a sequel the one justification they're, they're, they're definitely not i i don't want that but like the one way i think that could have worked of the government being aware of it is if we introduce like an area 51 situation where the government has a bunch of these monsters that they've caught and experimented on and started making things out of because the other big thing about the monster hunter video game series is that you track down these monsters to make new weapons and armor out of their corpses to go kill bigger monsters Oh, also oh, that's why they have all of like the bone swords and the stuff. The bone buster sword makes it. I figured that's it was why like all teeth the weapons in these movies are, you know, made out of bones and teeth and shit. Because that's what the video game's about is just cannibalizing corpses for parts to murder bigger corpses with. Okay, so the monsters can only be killed by monster parts. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's so, kind of neat, though. Like I think. They- that could have been a fun role for the government to yeah. fill is to be the Area 51 with a Q there who's yeah. showing them like how, you know, we get a little monologue to Mia about how, oh, these scales are so hard they'll stop a 50 caliber bullet and here we've fashioned them into armor for you. Whatever. That's a good role for the fish out of water, every man, Mia character sure. to just get monologued at. And then they didn't fucking do it. That really would have made the government conspiracy much more interesting. Like that that's that feels like you thought about that yeah. for a minute, Dave. Very briefly. But again, we don't we don't need any we don't need the government involved at all in this. You could just be in a fantasy world right. and like right. oh no, the ultra dragons attacking and now we need a montage of them fighting smaller dragons to get the parts they need to kill the ultra dragon. Really, actually, like, two lines from Ron Perlman could have explained all of that, and we didn't need, you know. Which, Ron Perlman, the only time he really talks is basically to be a fucking background exposition, explain lore that nobody cares about. Yeah, he's an, he's like that NPC town folk, like, after the third time, you're like, I didn't even push A, oh my god. <laughs> right, yeah. Again. yeah. 
Plus, if Rob Perlman, Rob Perlman uses this as an excuse for how he learned English. Oh, I learned English because there was this crossover event, right? And it's implied that it's ancient. And this motherfucker speaks contemporary perfect English with no other people to speak English to. So you currently have, like, a lot of giant pigeons that set things on fire from the sky. <laughs> and you're telling me, and everything is sand. It's a it's a Lucas Universe planet. It's, everything looks to be made of sand. <laughs> You've got ancient book. You have libraries. You have WalMarts and shit where you can buy and read books. How does storage look? You can't go underground because everything's spiders, and everything above ground is fire or sandworms. We don't see a human civilization at all. We don't see any civilization. To be fair, in Nevada, you don't either. So I mean, <laughs> this could have taken place in ten square miles of Nevada. So yeah, sure. Everything's in a desert. Even the when they're in our world, it's still a fucking desert. <laughs> and yeah. if you want to give off this air of, oh my God, we've traveled to a magical, fantastical land, maybe don't go from a fucking desert to a fucking desert. <laughs> That's what I was upset about. Yeah, I kind of had a moment in the beginning where they're like, oh my God, we're somewhere totally different. Fuck you. And no. you're in one desert to another no. desert. Yeah. Do you know what the line of dialogue that is used to show that we have physically moved from one location to another? The sand dunes are too close. <laughs> I don't think they realized they were in another world until they saw the giant bones from other monsters. Sure. They were no, just they like, hadn't. oh, yeah. but like. Yeah, but they were like, whoa, like that would still be pretty disconcerting if you were driving in a storm, you were knocked unconscious, and then you woke up one town over. Yeah, that would be pants shitting. Sure. And I guarantee you that that's why it was done. It was, oh, we need to ease into this, right? So it's got to be a somewhat similar location so that later on yeah. we can have the rug pull. And my point is, no, you fucking don't. No. <laughs> that's another change that Paul Anderson decided to make. Uh, from the video game to the movie, there is a desert section in the video game that he based this on, but it's a it, it's a section. The continent they're exploring on the whole has, you know, all kinds of other biomes because it's a continent. And I'm not going to say that it doesn't work because the Diablos, although it, it doesn't at all physically resemble something that should burrow, yeah. when it <laughs> is burrowing, and no. It, no, not at all, not at all. I mean, it's this huge, like, that's Two and a half really s- good point. Right. <laughs> no. It's literally if you yeah. tried to dig a hole with a shovel while it's parallel to the ground. Right. <laughs> like, right. The, the Diablos looks like a hell rhinoceros. It does not look like a creature that can effectively burrow. It's it's what happens if hell took the Minotaur and cranked it up to 12. It was like, no, we could do way better with this. But if we set that aside, it makes great tension. It really does. Like, the scenario of them being on the rock area, because as an audience, we know that trope really well. It doesn't have, they don't have to explain to us the the rock is safe and the sand is dangerous. And they don't have to explain to us, like, that it knows, tre- that, you know, that it can feel the, sense the tremors in the ground. Like, we get all of that automatically. I do really think that the, the Diablos hunting scene in the middle of the movie that really should be the climax is fucking fantastic because we get a little bit of training we get them hunting down the the spider so that they can make the poison arrow and even when they fight them they started off by making a rube goldberg 
uh, catapult launcher that throws a barrel full of sand to distract it, to pull it away. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I fucking love that. The, uh, the like, the, the crude machinery and uh, the Ron Perlman's sh- ship, um, like, the, the bits of, like, machinery and society that we see in this world are really cool, and I dig the aesthetic that they have behind them. Yes. Uh, as well as, I think it carries over to the weapons that the movie cannot be bothered to spend any significant time on, and I cannot understand why. It's the whole point of the fucking video games, and they're the best goddamn thing here, but we never really stop to show off Ron Perlman's giant flaming buster sword. There's one or two nope. cool shots of Mia Jovovich's red hot iron daggers. Uh, Tony Yaw's giant bow and arrow, I was kind of torn on. I couldn't understand. Oh, I loved it. Where he can just flick a, a flint and it lights all of his little firecrackers and shit on yeah. his arrows. Yeah, he's got like Love Hawkeye that. arrows. So there's like there's some that are just warning chalk arrows. He's got dynamite dynamite arrows. I just didn't understand where they were coming from because every time we see his quiver, it has max three arrows in it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm fine with him just having unlimited arrows. I don't really care. And I'm with you, Casey. I loved him flicking his nail to light the fuse every time. I don't care if that shouldn't work. It looks cool. It yeah. looks so fucking cool. When he shoots the Diablos in the eye, that's I, I know that that triggers you a little bit, Dave, and it, it is uncomfortable to watch, but it's well yeah, done. Yeah, because it looked like they put like hydrogen peroxide on it. And yeah. It foam. It was yeah. not cool. I dig, though, when he closes his eye and it snaps the arrow. Like, it cranks the fucking tension up for me. It was badass, but also kind of fucking terrifying. It did. And um, these arrows are chunky. They're, you know, four or five inches across on the shaft. So that little shot and aside of the eyelids snapping these giant arrow, like, really, these spear shafts that have been (laughs) fired at it is a really good way of kind of showing the size and strength of this creature that they didn't do as well in the other shots of it. Other than the fact that it can just, like, take bullets like nobody's business. No matter what you, like, weapons-grade military shit you send at it, it does not care. Mila Jovovich at one point jumps on uh, a minigun and just unloads into it, and it doesn't care. Doesn't I mean, it, she also have like a rocket launcher type situation? She when hits it with an RPG. She's trying to distract it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. From eating Tony Yaw. Uh, the Diablos is essentially just immune to all weaponry from our world, which is the other issue that I had with them bringing our world into this and bringing it over. Because if you want to throw in some aside about how like only weapons, like it, it, give me some type of exposition as to why. Tony Yaw's fireworks arrow hurts it, but U.S. of A. fucking bandoliers of grenades don't scratch it. Because I don't believe you. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fair point. Ron Perlman, you had some explaining to do, and you dropped the fucking ball. (laughs) What did you guys think about the wyvern, the Rathalos? Uh, I thought it was very cool. I wish they hadn't left it to the last 15 minutes when they had no fucking clue what to do with anything <laughs> at that point. I agree with the coolness factor. I thought he looked fucking bad as fuck. And it it did it really well on the threat thing. I mean, flying, fire-breathing uh, lizard is, in general, terrifying. It was, I think, 
I would have liked them to do either something else up to that point or pick a different monster just because I was a little burnt out on fire. You sure. Know? Uh, you know, Diablos had been starting fires all over the place when he blew sh- when he knocked shit over. Dave is dry. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't want fire. He doesn't want sand. I, you know, both Ron Perlman and Mia Jovovich have been wielding fire-based weapons up to this point. Sure. And now we've got a dragon that spits fire. Like, if you're ripping off a video game that has tons of different creatures in it, there's got to be something else. Well, not a dragon, Dave. It's a wyvern. Doesn't have front legs. But, um, <clears throat> different. Uh, because we get the black dragon at the end. And, and... You know, black dragons traditionally breathe poison. That could have been cool. Uh, you could have had, uh, like, a blue wyvern that breathed lightning, which I think would have been even cooler. And it would have been consistent with the burn theme, right? So when they have, like, all of the chard and the glass, it would have oh. been way better if it would have been a fucking lightning-spitting wyvern that just crackled, you know, beams of light. I, oh, just so cool. Uh, man, from what I read of the video game, they would drive you insane with what they call dragons. Everything's a fucking dragon. Damn it. Well, listen, I, my Dungeons and Dragons nerdiness is breathing through here. So, Yeah, I was like, you're naming an awful lot. of. You've never played this before? No, but I'm familiar with the fantasy character tropes oh, yeah. because I'm Fair enough. a terrible nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they did a good job with the Wyvern. I liked when he bit part of the helicopter or plane off. Yeah. Followed them back to the real world, and Mila Jovovich yes. is finally like, "Cool, I get to go to a hospital finally! Yay!" And he eats half of her plane, and it goes <laughs> down. And they have, they had this scene or a similar scene a couple times in this film. I really liked a lot is of her being strapped to a gurney as this plane it had just taken off, so it's not falling that far. She's fine. She's very strong, as we're gonna find out. Um, she's strapped to this gurney, so really only her hair and her face moves, but you see, like, everybody else in the plane rise up and hit the ceiling and then fall back down when the plane settles on the ground. And I think they did a really good job of it. They did it the same thing when they were in the Humvee accident at the beginning of the movie when they crossed over from the storm of everybody getting fucked up and rolled around in the car and how it kind of, like, blacks out and skips, which really happens when you roll a car, speaking from experience. It's not a linear situation, and That's it's true. very concerning and <laughs> confusing when you get out of it. I will agree with you that the scenes look good. When when they're falling and when the Humvee is rolling and they do, like, the cutout and the slow-mo and he cuts the audio at points, I love the the yeah. way that it, the aesthetics, that how it evokes the sense of going through that, nails it. What I'm a little bit concerned with is... How Mila Jovovich, basically her character in this movie, has all of the concussions and should not have a spine. She shouldn't have a lot of things, really. Like the, I, I think the the most visceral one for me is when she gets stung with the scorpion tail that the spider inexplicably had, and picks her up and like flips her around, does some hibachi grill shit with her, and then, you know, she's clearly dead her her teammates are like sorry bitch gotta go we might have a fighting chance they think she's dead she should so did she like (laughs) act did they put her in the juvederm pod rather than the spider liquid food pod because like she came out stronger and more youthful looking i'm glad you brought that up because (laughs) i went back and watched that frame by frame because it upset the piss out of me because it does appear like she gets pierced through the chest lifted up 
shaken like a baby and then dropped and the, she's dead. She actually doesn't. The it's just dark. It is their little crab it's claws grabbing her and lifting her. Oh, and then they drop her organs. and she has a fucking concussion. That's one of her like eight concussions that she has in this movie. Okay, you're one to talk, sir. And well, secondly, yeah, sure. it grabs her in the side because I was looking at her wounds after she woke up and she's going through the desert. Correct. Your kidneys are right there. Yeah, sure. Your liver's right there. Oh, see, I, I I made zero note of that at all in this movie, but there are also seven Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil films starring Mia Jovovich, and most of the plot in all of those is moved forward by Mia Jovovich getting knocked out and waking up somewhere new. It's kind <laughs> of... So, like, it's... That's, that's just how Paul W.S. Anderson moves the plot forward. Oh, she puts the the CTE in cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a cute head yeah. injury. It's like, it's like oh. two to three times a Resident Evil, so. I'm so glad you looked through that again, though, and saw that it was claws, because I'm like, you cannot fully impale someone Pick them up and <laughs> right. their own body weight. So, no. Right. She is rolled in Hummers. At least there's three times that she gets rolled in Hummers. Aside from the time that she smashes, she's in a plane, and that smashes. Because she gets rolled when they go from our world to their world. The Hummer fucking flies off a cliff, rolls several times. It gets rolled by the Diablos when she's in it. The second time it gets rolled by the Diablos, she's in the fucking gunner seat up top, and she gets... The thing gets rolled, and she gets thrown from it, and she's just fine-ish, I guess? It's sand. It's soft. No! So, Mila Jovovich and Tony Yaw's characters, why they don't have names is because they, they don't have... I guess Mila Jovovich's character has a name, but Tony Yaw's character just doesn't get a name as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's actually them remaining true to the video games, because everybody in the video game is just referred to as their job title. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know. Cool. Cool. Anyway... They also don't communicate, really. I mean, they have, like, some moments where they, they, they come together. And there's one pantomiming moment that actually works decently well, which is when they flesh out the original plan to, to have her use her as bait. But did the, did the lack of communication work for you guys? It's... Oh, man. Yeah, I guess let's, let's, let's get into being Jovovich <laughs> and Tony Yaw's acting performance here. <laughs> um, I want to say something nice. It's nice. <laughs> At least this time, Mia is the one that speaks English. That was kind of nice. <laughs> um, and Tony Yas' performance made me far more appreciative of her acting abilities. <laughs> what? Explain yourself. I, it's very easy to explain myself. Tony Yas is an amazing martial artist and a terrible actor. And they didn't really let him do martial arts here. Yeah, so. they really don't. They really don't. I don't know. I kind of. Okay, I'm pissed they didn't let him do martial arts here, but I don't think he was a terrible actor in light of the film. Really? We had a fucking CGI cat that winked. I don't watch Tony Ya movies <sighs> to watch him pantomime bullshit i watched tony ya movies to watch him break people with his elbows and knees 
Yeah, I would have, again, I'm not <laughs> arguing that I would have loved to see more of that. I'm just saying I thought he did a good job of like, all right, this bitch doesn't understand anything I'm saying, and we have to make it out of here alive. <laughs> I, it's okay. Can we get yeah. can we get the cut of the movie where uh, the American military guy drops the bandolier grenades on the Diablos and it pisses it off, and then Tony Ya flies off of like the top of a huge uh, rocky step and just elbow drops it and cracks its fucking head in two? Because that's what I want. Right, right, yes. like. <laughs> right off the bat, a movie where the primary threat is giant CGI bullshit monsters is not a good setting for Tony Yaw. Yeah. Because I want to yeah. watch him murdering human peoples. Mostly. Because it's awesome. However, yeah. we, uh, got, which was the fuck you, where's my elephant? Was that Ong Bak? That's the protector. That's the protector. In the protector, at the, I think, the penultimate fight scene. He straps giant elephant bones to his forearms and murders people with them. And that's yeah. basically Monster Hunter. I forgot that. So yeah. why didn't we get that? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but he wasn't fighting another elephant. But he could have. He could have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. His answer to poaching is extinction. <laughs> I'm saying if you're making a movie about people <laughs> strapping bits of giant corpses onto them right. and you hire an amazing martial artist who has previously made a movie about him strapping giant bits of corpses onto him, why did you give him a bow and arrow and set him way the fuck away from the fight? Yeah, yeah. Dave's got a great point. I can't argue that, with it. I'm not going to argue any of that. You need to write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Strongly worded letter. It just, I, I feel like Tony Yaw was hired for this movie just to add in some international recognition so they could try and push it more in Eastern markets. Like, because there's only one fight scene where he's fighting a human, and it's between him and Mia Jovovich. There's two. And it sucks. There's two. And they're both him and Mila Jovovich. There's the first time they meet on the uh, shattered ship that they find. And they fight in there, and then when she breaks free in the cave, they have another fight. Yeah, and they're terrible. They're cut to absolute trash. Tell us how you feel about them, Dave. I hate I them knew that so you would have fucking s- much. Oh, my God. I Credit where it's due, Mia does a lot of her yeah. own work in it. Yeah. Um, there's there's obviously some stunt doubles, too, but Mia's doing a lot that you can see her in, and like she's clearly putting in the work. But I... Uh, she can't keep up. The stunt double can't keep up. The movie can't be bothered to fucking take the time to shoot it right. So it is just cut to absolute hell. And when you look at anything else in Tony Yaw's library, it hurts so fucking much to see this put alongside it. It's like watching Steven Seagal these days. Like, just please stop. Please <laughs> stop. I feel like all the monsters that we're going to hunt have been hunted today. So we need to get to that question that we ask every week dave 2020s monster hunter would you watch it again jesus christ i could (laughs) not feel more squarely targeted by this movie it's a video game licensed film directed by paul anderson starring mia jovovich and tony yaw and ron perlman makes an appearance 
I should love this. I should love everything about this. I've watched the entire Resident Evil series multiple times, for God's sake. <laughs> and yet, watching this movie felt like the fucking silence. Every time I looked away, everything that I'd seen up to that point was just gone. That's a great way to describe <laughs> it. Really yes, it really is. Fuck. It's, I, I don't like the choices that they made for it, and it only makes the movie more confusing. And what's here just really isn't that compelling to watch. So I might go on YouTube and watch the, like, eight minutes of good monster hunting footage from Monster Hunter. But no, I don't think I'm going to watch Monster Hunter again other than that. Casey, how about you? Uh Vovovich, Tony Ya, Monster Hunter, would you watch it again? I also had a silence moment because when Jay was describing the movie last week, I was like, we have watched that. I remember <laughs> Tony Ya in a cave with short hair. I wouldn't forget that. But I, had totally so I was like, forgotten. oh, no, I kind of remember. They're like in a desert. There's, you know, monsters. OK. And then watching the movie again, I was like, uh, I don't remember what happened in the last scene. How did we get here? You're not my mom. <laughs> and I fell asleep literally during the last 18 minutes where apparently everything was developed. I remember they saw Ron Perlman again and a weird cat on a ship. And I was like, ah, and I blinked and it was 6 a.m. So I rewatched the end of the movie. And I, as soon as I got done, I didn't remember the beginning of the movie. And I'm not really sure. Like, this movie is the cinematic equivalent to dark liquor in an open park. So I keep browning out. No, I'm not going to watch this movie. Oh. Again, but wait, I would absolutely be down DTF down to film a sequel. I would watch a sequel. And then probably that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm hoping probably. by that point, Paul W.S. Anderson has played the game. And maybe he learns a little bit, like, so we can develop the world or do something different. But, uh, Hunt, cool, just spend some time hunting monsters. Because right. when they do that in this movie, it works fucking well. It works really fucking well. Jay, you brought this. You hunted it down, you might say. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. 2020's Monster Hunter. Would you watch it again? I also feel like I'm a targeted audience for this. And, it's weird because the the moments in which Monster Hunter does cool things, it it really is fucking awesome. I love the Diablos setup and fun and hunting and killing it. The entire sequence for me slaps from the beginning to the end. And the the last 18 minutes is a fucking banger. And I love like maybe the one excuse I can have for them crossing worlds is that when the wyvern is in our world and it is like blowing up our shit, blowing up these, uh, this cadre of like jeeps and tearing tanks apart and ripping apart planes. It's badass. I love it. I'm here for it. The rest of the movie is so fucking forgettable that it, in it, it's so dumb and confusing that it hurts. It fucking hurts. And so, yes, I, I think I agree with you guys. There are parts that I'm probably going to go back and watch on YouTube. I'd watch a sequel. I'm not going to watch Monster Hunter again because, Jesus Christ, Paul W.S. Anderson, I don't know how you fail so badly sometimes because this is just handed to you and you, you did most of it. Well, the verdict is in. Zero out of three of us are going to watch Monster Hunter again. But I'm really curious to hear from you guys. If you watch Monster Hunter, would you watch it again? Dave, I've picked my movie, Casey's picked her movie, but what do you have for us next week? 
since we did Blade Month last month, you guys said we had to be careful and try and avoid vampire movies. And we've still got a couple extra weeks that we got to bring that we got to fill some stuff at the end of the month. So I didn't want to use up the vampire slot. So I cheated and I'm going to be bringing I Frankenstein which is not a vampire movie, but it's basically Underworld, so it's, it's, it's pretty much still a vampire movie. <laughs> I, Casey, have never watched this movie before, uh, and I actively avoided it. We're going to be seeing Aaron Eckhart play the titular Frankenstein in a war between gargoyles and demons, because why not? I'm so excited for this! I'm going to say tentatively Team Gargoyle. I guess we'll just have to wait till next week. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook at sh.ttycinema. Throw us a bone on Patreon slash shittycinema or peetheshittycinema.com page. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights. Get a concussion. Ow! And wake up in Tony Yaz's wet cave. I said it. Huh? <laughs>